Okay, so we just passed Fisher Way, and what we're looking for is coming up on the side of the road somewhere here on the right. All right, got it. You know, this Westford, Massachusetts neighborhood is pretty residential. Mm-hmm. There's some nice homes on either side. Oh, of the- hey, that, that's what we're looking for, right over there. Oh, whoa, 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 okay, okay. Uh, I see a bronze soldier or something laying on a slab on the ground. Yep. A uh, small area chained off with pillars and a monument. But there's nowhere to park. Yeah, so we'll just pull up here at the next right and park at Abbott Elementary School. We could just walk back. What was that thing? That's our destination, Ray. We've come to Westford, Massachusetts to get medieval. (laughs) To visit a site with possible ties to Knights Templar and maybe even the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail? We're in town searching for the Westford Knight. Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger, and welcome to episode 309 of the New England Legends podcast. And I'm Ray Ozier. Thanks for joining us on our mission to find every legend in New England one story at a time. Whether roadside oddities, ghosts, monsters, UFOs, or odd history, we love it all. And we really love it when you reach out to us with stories you think we should check out. Most of our story leads come from you like this one. Thanks to Sean Zimmerman for emailing us. You can send us an email through our website anytime. Also, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And we'll get back to our quest to find the Westford Knight right after this quick word from this sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However... There are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. So we're looking for a medieval knight in Westford, Massachusetts. We are. Well, you really don't think of knights in Massachusetts or (laughs) or anywhere in America for that matter. No. By the mid-1600s, the idea of a knight clad in armor from head to toe was mostly drifting away as new armor and weapons technology pretty much made those old heavy suits less than ideal in battle. So if a knight in armor was here, it begs some questions like, what was he doing here? Who was he? And why was he here? So we're talking pre-Christopher Columbus. Definitely. Okay, we're coming up on the monument. 
well, I, I guess we'd call it a monument. Yeah, sure. Monument works. All right, so there's this small area with a short stone wall just a few feet from the road. There's some stone pillars with a chain protecting the area. Uh, the most obvious feature is a life-size bronze medieval knight lying on a stone slab and holding his sword and shield over his body, like the way you may lay out a knight in his armor before burial. Sure. Uh, there's a stone monument in the back. Right, and this stone slab to the left of the bronze statue is what started all the fuss. Now, the first time I was here was over a decade ago, and the statue wasn't here or the wall. There wasn't much of anything, just this stone in the ground. But this slab is said to have the outline of a medieval knight holding his sword and shield similar to the statue. Uh, Okay. Well, I can see there's some carved lines in the stone. It's pretty tough to see or make out anything specific. It's far from perfect. Absolutely far from perfect. But these lines got people asking questions and speculating about knights being here in America before Columbus. On all kinds of quests up to and including... A connection to the Holy Grail. Now, not the metaphorical Holy Grail. Nope. The actual cup of Jesus Christ. That one. That's wow. the one. So to find out what happened, summon your squire, Ray, mount your horse, grab your sword, and let's head back to the year 1399. It's the spring of 1399, and we're sailing aboard the ship of Henry Sinclair of Orkney, Scotland. Back in 1390, Sinclair commanded a fleet of 13 warships with a goal of conquering Shetland for King Hacken. After leaving Victorious, he sailed home to Orkney. And that's when a fisherman, who had been missing for about 20 years, started talking about a strange land full of native people. He said the land was temperate and beautiful. People in Scotland already knew about Greenland, but the fisherman insisted this land was much further west. Henry Sinclair was intrigued enough that he never stopped thinking about an expedition to this strange new world. Now, this past fall, Sinclair and some of his knights began sailing west. They passed Greenland and continued sailing until they found land. But this was not the temperate land he had heard about. This region looked more like Greenland's climate. Still, Sinclair made camp for the winter and waited for spring's thaw. And when the weather broke, Sinclair set his ship heading south and followed the coast of this newfound land. And here we are approaching land that's clearly more temperate than where we sailed from. Sinclair describes what he sees as a fertile land, mild and pleasant beyond description. After making land, he and some of his knights head inland to explore. It's an exciting time for Sinclair and his men. Everything is new. This land is like nothing any of them has ever seen or heard of. They see the potential. For weeks, the men explore this new world. They head further inland over hills and following rivers. They climb to the top of a large hill, giving the expedition a view of some valleys, rivers, and a view out to the ocean. It's incredible. However, one of Sinclair's men, a Knight Templar named Sir James Gunn, seems off. (coughs) He's clearly ill, but doing his best to keep up. There's not much that can be done for Gunn. They build a fire, they try to keep him warm, but he's only getting worse. (coughs) With each new day, Gunn deteriorates. His illness is more than he can bear. Until Gunn draws his last breath. Henry Sinclair is devastated by the loss of one of his knights. He demands the most fitting burial they can muster under the circumstances. 
a grave is dug, and a stone slab is placed to mark Gunn's grave. Sinclair insists on some kind of carving to memorialize their fallen brother. So they do their best to carve Gunn's likeness, sword, shield, and family crest into the rock before they move on in their expedition of this new world. Everyone understands these expeditions can be dangerous, but still the loss hits them hard. Sinclair and his knights make their way back to the ship and sail back to Scotland. Even with the loss of his Templar knight, James Gunn, Sinclair is determined to plan a more significant expedition back to this land. And that brings us back to today. Henry Sinclair would never get the chance to come back to this new world because he died in the year 1400 while fighting English raiders in Orkney. So 1399 was almost a full century before Christopher Columbus's 1492 expedition. Yeah, that's right. And the story goes that Sinclair first landed in what's modern-day Newfoundland, Canada, before he headed south and discovered what is modern-day Massachusetts. And here we are standing at the graveside of Sir James Gunn? Well, it depends who you believe. There's a stone monument in front of us, so go ahead and give that a read. Okay, it says, Prince Henry I Sinclair of Orkney, born in Scotland, made a voyage of discovery to North America in 1398. After wintering in Nova Scotia, he sailed to Massachusetts and on an inland expedition in 1399 to Prospect Hill to view the surrounding countryside, one of the party died. The Punchhole Memorial Effigy, which adorns this ledge, is a memorial to the night. Prospect Hill in Westford is about one mile due south of this stone. It would seem odd to carry a body for a mile in unfamiliar land. I mean, you'd think they would just find the most convenient spot and go with that. But clearly someone carved up this rock. Yeah, I agree. I mean, most of it's been lost to time, but yes, a human hand carved this stone. And Sinclair had connections to the Knights Templar. And some even speculate the Templars had the Holy Grail and were bringing it here for safekeeping or hiding. I wonder what early colonists thought of the carving. Well, this is where the story gets a little stranger. The first record of carvings on this rock date back to 1873. So not that long ago. No, not at all. At the time, it was thought that maybe this was a Native American carving. It's possible the rock and carving went unnoticed by early settlers. It's also possible the carving isn't as old as everyone thinks. So how do people make the leap to a medieval knight? In the 1930s, someone suggests maybe the carving has an Irish origin, not necessarily centuries old, but it could go back decades or maybe even 100 years at the time when there were plenty of colonists here. But in 1950, the theory was put forth that maybe this stone is a sign from Prince Henry Sinclair's expedition to North America. We know Sinclair lost one of his men, James Gunn, and some believe the carvings on the rock match the family crest of the Gunn clan. Well, that's a lot of assumptions. <laughs> yeah. North America is a big place. Right. And back then there weren't place names, so it's not like Sinclair could write in his journal, after hitting the Dunkin' Donuts in downtown Westford, we made for Prospect Hill where Jimmy died. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can't be sure. I mean, like I said, the first time I came here, the wall wasn't here. The statue wasn't here. None of this stuff. It's obviously getting more famous, and more people want to see it. It's turned into an attraction. Plus, look how close to the road we are. Very close, and this is a well-traveled street. Right. I mean, think about the winter. Snow plows pushing snow, salt, and sand from the road. It's a miracle there's anything left to see at all, though they do cover it in the winters now to protect it. So plenty of people are highly skeptical that this carving dates back to 1399, it's pretty well established that Europeans were here before Columbus. There are journals of voyages that survive. There's rune stones marking ancient graffiti and so on. 
but did they make it to modern-day Westford? And once there's a monument and statue here, that just adds to the belief that this must all be true. It does. Now, I'm a fan of anything that can shake up the status quo, something that forces us to ask bigger questions. We don't give our ancestors enough credit. I mean, they were brave, innovative, and daring. If someone said there were intriguing lands to the West, there are plenty of people who would want to see that for themselves. Now, whether a Knight Templar died here or not, we can't help but connect to that romantic time of danger and discovery. Seeing a medieval knight laid out in bronze in the middle of Westford, Massachusetts, doesn't just cause a double take when driving by. It forces you to travel back in time and wonder. We love discovering new legends with you each and every week, and that takes us to After the Legends, where we explore this week's story a little deeper and sometimes veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons, a growing group we wish you were part of. Uh, They know that great content isn't free, so we appreciate those who help us bring you new legends in history each week. It's just three bucks per month, and you'll get early access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash New England Legends to sign up. And if you would like to see some pictures of the Westford Knight, click on the link in our episode description or go to our website and click on episode 309. Ray, there is one more uh, interesting piece of evidence oh, in this story. Uh, we didn't really cover it within the story, but if we were to take a short half-mile walk to the J.V. Fletcher Library on Main Street in Westford, they have a carved stone on display there, and it's called the Ship Stone. And it was discovered in 1930. It's a smallish boulder, you know, maybe like twice the size of a basketball or so. And it's got an arrow carved on it and some intersecting rectangles. And some believe that this was Sinclair marking directions back to his boat. And we've seen this before. Yeah. Remember, we we did a story on that with the directions on the rock. Hmm. That's not the same place, is it? We talked about a pirate treasure. And it was oh, right. it was very faded. Yeah, it yeah. was on the side of the road, just yeah. like this. So who knows? I right. mean, maybe New England is littered with uh, pirates' gold and uh, and the Holy Grail, perhaps. <laughs> the Holy Grail <laughs> is somewhere around Westford. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> uh, so I mean, what happens is, of course, once you start saying like, "Well, there was Sinclair, and he came to North America." Well, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of area to, right. to, to assume Westford. Um, but then you've got this strange carving. Uh, the colonists missed it for two centuries right before, <laughs> yeah. before someone noticed it i don't know it's it's of course it's questionable but when you see this thing today i mean it's a monument this, yeah. this took money and time and resources it's a nice carved monument etched you know with a you know engraving mm. and the bronze statue like this was some bucks everybody wants to be known for something we discovered that when we went into the vault uh, <laughs> earlier this week next week <laughs> what, what is that ron right uh, the one we just did this past week this past, past Monday, week yeah. okay so we're right on track but we talked about the same thing that yeah. you know they just wanted to be known for the first in flight That's in, right. uh, in massachusetts yeah first in flight and so uh every town needs its unique claim to fame yeah and i think westford has this this is not our first trip to westford you may recall we did the um the gray ghost went there for um a friend's wedding once and the gray ghost oh and the gray ghost yes <laughs> episode 285 um but yeah so so there's there's a lot of strange rocks in new england and years ago many years ago some archaeologists decided that the native americans didn't work in stone mm. sort of silly considering how many rocks we have here that sure. they would ignore this most abundant of natural resources um could they have been sacred like I, the land part of the land well there's alignment stones there's there's 
stone structures. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of chambers. There's stone chambers. So why would you assume the Native Americans were like, oh, well, this is beyond us? Like, right. Well, not beyond them, but maybe they just looked at stones as part of the earth and, you know, you don't deface them, perhaps. Maybe. You use them for tools, but don't deface them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just grasping. Yeah. So I, I think that's not necessarily a fair assumption, but there's a group. Um, we haven't talked about them much. We should. The New England Antiquities Research Association, uh, or NERA. I wish they were a bigger part of our show. NERA.org. Um, <laughs> like you said, we just don't talk about them enough. We don't. So NERA, if you're interested in this, amateur yeah. archaeology. So every time someone finds some weird stone in their yard, they might call the university. Be like, I'm going to send you pictures. This is crazy. There's this weird markings on this rock. Mm. And the university goes, Okay, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if your kid carved it like last summer, sure, or if it's really old. And I don't, I don't have the resources to send someone out. Yeah, but near about to close. Yeah, it's happy hours <laughs> coming up. You know, I got a thing. And there's, yeah. there's a date I'm trying to get so to. So many variables. Uh, but Nira is a group of amateur amateur archaeologists that check more of this stuff out. They and take the time. Yeah, it's people that are interested. And so what'll happen is they'll look at it, and if they think there's something to it. They can elevate it. They can like elevate your case and maybe get it to like that university level. It's it, it is funny. A side note that when you get paid to do something, you're less likely to spend a lot of time and effort doing it. But if you're an amateur, you know it's, it's you're your, all about it. It's your, your passion. life. Yeah. 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 So it's a great organization. If anyone out there is interested in this stuff, um, you can get involved and you can make contributions. It doesn't matter if you don't have some advanced degree in archaeology. You can be a, a New England Indiana Jones, mm. and um, and it's uh, I would it's love to do that. Nira.org. I don't have the patience. That's the only problem. Right. It would be at a dig, and it'd be like everybody's pulling out little like paintbrushes and stuff to get <laughs> grains of sand, and Ray just grabs a shovel like, let's get down there. <laughs> That's let's, right. There's more down there. Where's the gold? <laughs> like, you just crushed four skulls. Ah, whatever. <laughs> have you ever found an arrowhead, by the way? That was a big yeah. thing growing up, I remember. Yeah. I found an arrow really? there too. Well, sure. That's pretty cool. I don't think I did. Um, How about a four leaf clover? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The oh, arrow- I'm all over the place. And by the way, the arrowhead, I can't promise you. Right. It, it <laughs> sort of looks. It looks like one. It's a triangular rock. Right. And yeah. we're like this. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. You were um, very excited when you were a kid, though, when you found a triangular rock. Well, I was given a collection of arrowheads from wow. my grandfather. Oh, um, nice. I, mean, I don't think they were overly valuable, but he, he had picked them up. And Still he's, pretty interesting. It's cool. I still have them. I still have, they're, but they're clearly, you know, arrowheads carved yeah. from rocks. And um, it's pretty neat to see those things mm. and realize that they've, they've stood the test of time. They've, yeah. they've been around that long. Um, did you ever find anything like that? Um, no, but you know, you always thought you did. You'd find a soda can after a dig and you're thinking this is way back in 1722. Yeah. This is gotta be old. Obviously. Yeah. You, you said you found some strange rocks behind your house. Well, yeah, that's so uh, one big rock we used to play on and, uh, it was indented uh, the shape of a, an egg. We always thought it was. So Mm. we assumed a dinosaur sat on an egg on that rock makes sense and made that indentation. So, right. And then there was another one down below that was a little bit cave like, but it only went in about two feet three feet but it was clearly carved out yeah and i'm gonna i I keep every time i drive by because now we live my mom lives down down the street i want to go back there and see it i'm just afraid it's going to be like because you know when you're a kid seven eight years old everything's huge right right, it's gonna be nothing yeah well you never know though so sometimes you look at a rock and, and you say like okay we've we've covered a lot of rocks yeah over the years i mean let's face it um okay so maybe a stream carved that interesting bowl shape into the rock right no or, streams around 
no streams around. Yep. And so then you have to say, well, did a human hand do this? Or is it just a unique geological structure? Right. Like it got knocked somewhere out by a glacier, landed here, and you sit here wondering if it was a dinosaur egg or if someone carved it. Right. Um, but you don't really know. But that's no. that's what's so cool, right, is that there's, there's so many mysteries left to be solved. And those mysteries are small ones, but they matter. Yeah. And they paint, they're, they're part of like a bigger picture and, you know, they're, they're worth pondering. And, and, you know, who knows what right? you're a little kid, you see this thing and what path did it set you on? I got to go check it out. I think the last time I saw it was probably 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And then you saw Indiana Jones. And then I saw Indiana Jones. Because that's about the right time. I may have made the whole thing up in my head, come to think of it. This could be our quest. We got to go see <laughs> if it's in your head or really in the ground. That's going to be like a quick two minutes. Yeah. Like oh. a little hike up there. It's like right on the edge of the woods. Quick selfie. Yeah. And off, <laughs> yeah, off we fun. go. There's a An hour good, drive there. Pretty good brewery around here, I think. Oh, there's a lot of good breweries, actually. So that could be that could be the destination. Right. And while we're there, we can go Side. check out the other thing. Yeah. There's also a place called Dev- Devil's Kitchen in okay. East Brookfield that mm-hmm. we used to uh, check out. I don't. I looked it up. I can't remember the story, or but it was a it was a place, yeah. and it may have had like a an old stone like grill or something, or or um, you know. Uh, dining spot or yeah whatever. yeah so we called it devil's kitchen but there was a story behind it i just can't find any information now there's so many devil named locations as we know yeah all over new england i think um, i'm going to send my story to the new england legends email and see if you can oh, do something that's with it. smart see yeah. If, yeah see if those guys can find something <laughs> <laughs> they'll look at anything right they're uh they're pretty open-minded that way um yeah so it was uh it, it's a it's it's a great legend and it's be i mean it's becoming a, a thing like it's now a roadside attraction mm. it, it always sort of was but you know there was a lot of snow plows and sure four seasons of new england battering down on this thing it's flat in the ground yep. slab with some carvings on it and a flat it's, slab is unique i think well, you know what i mean i don't know yeah. i don't you don't see a lot of flat slabs unless it was something that was put there 20 30 40 years ago right so there must be a story behind a flat slab well and the other thing too is that i would i would guess if if james gunn is really buried there he's probably not under the slab why would you dig up a huge rock you'd maybe he's next to it maybe right, he's right, near right. it um that would make more sense because you're not gonna i mean you're you've got limited resources you're in a strange land you have not much for by way of tools mm. but of course you want to do the honorable thing um so i could imagine that you would be like all right yeah now we're not gonna lift that giant rock yeah. and kill ourselves we're gonna just dig next to it so and if you're just tuning in now i just want a disclaimer we're not talking about james gunn the famous director of guardians of the galaxy no this was a knight's templar james, james gunn. sir james gunn. sir james gunn from uh, to make that clear from the 13 late 1300s uh, <laughs> right uh yeah so no it's a it's a it's a great story and it's becoming obviously much more of a thing to visit when you're in westford Please take a minute to post a review for us wherever you listen to our show. Those reviews help others find us. The more people listening, the more people sharing stories, and our community grows. We're always looking for more ways to get you involved. So please join our super secret Facebook group or reach out to us anytime with your ideas. We would like to thank our sponsors. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bizarre is closer than you think.